Welcome back to Mingus on Tech. I'm Ken Mingus, Executive News Editor at Computer World. I'm here with senior writer Lucas Murian and Michael Dagonia, our Apple guru, and Mr. Drone himself. We're going to be talking about energy tech, Apple TV, and drones. All right, and we're back, and I should note that I am indeed wearing my Carolina Blue shirt today. Go Heels, thanks to Carolina winning the national championship last night. If anybody watched the game, I hope you did. It was a good game, a little ragged, but Carolina won. All right, with that out of the way, so, uh, Lucas, the reason I wanted to have you on today was to talk a little bit about what's going on with uh, energy tech, and uh, uh, there seems to be a lot happening in lots of different ways. Uh, we were talking the other day about the, this, the, the arrival of microgrids, mm-hmm. which apparently have been sort of gradually you know, emerging on the market over the last couple of years. So let's explain what microgrids are and right. go from there. Okay. So a microgrid is a autonomous, smaller grid that can distribute power to a localized area. So like a business, even a small town or a small city, and you can choose the type of power that you have on that grid. So it could be solar, it could be wind, you could purchase natural gas or electricity from natural gas-fired power plants. Uh, It gives you autonomy. At the same time, you can sell that power back to a utility uh, because they are connect, they can be connected to the conventional grid as well. Right. Yeah. What fascinated me, you know, we were talking about this. Is it sounds almost like it's a way to, uh, for companies or neighborhoods or small units of some sort, to basically kind of get off the grid and almost like crowdsource your electric generation. You know, in the years going in, in the years to come. Is that is that sort of what what's going on here? What, I mean, yeah. what's the advantage? Why would why why would a company, for instance, want to try to set up a microgrid and and pay for that? Well, for one, uh, utilities charge a uh, premium for power, and especially fees if you go over a certain level during peak hours. And that happens quite often, especially in a big corporation in the middle of summer. You've got air conditioners running. You've got all your equipment running at the same time. And everybody's sucking on the, on the grid. And it's at 100%. If you go over peak what you're allowed, they charge you additional fees. And that can, that can wind up being millions and millions of dollars uh, in additional fees. So what you can do if you have your own microgrid, let's say that you don't want to supply all your own power. But let's say you want to set up a microgrid that has battery backup storage. Uh, that it gets uh, some electricity from the solar power, let's say, on your, roof, your building's roofs, then you can use that power to supplement during peak hours so you don't have to pay those additional fees. So basically there's going to be an initial outlay as you're setting this thing up right. with your battery, your solar shingles, your whatever that you're using to create electricity. Right. But then over the long haul, a company could save money because they're not going to ever hit that peak that the electric company is going to charge them for. Yeah, absolutely. And and they can produce their own electricity. So there's a there's a fairly fast ROI in it. I've not seen that calculated yet. I'm looking into that now. Yeah. But uh, there's definitely an ROI, just as you would have an ROI if you purchased a solar system for your own home. Well, see, that that's and that's what's interesting about it to me is you've got a situation where you've got Tesla doing a lot of work now with the with the batteries, the, mm-hmm. the, the power, what's it called? The power wall. Power wall. That's yep. the one that you hang at home? Yes. And so if you've got some sort of solar system on your roof, like I know you do, mm-hmm. you've got one installed, yes. and you get a battery backup, uh, you can, not only are you generating your own electricity, you can store it in case you need it at some point, or you can cut your bills, I suppose. Yes, absolutely. I, I, 
I definitely cut my bills. So you can you can see a difference in your oh electrical? yeah, absolutely. I mean, this winter I had a, several months where I paid zip. I was, really? I was selling <laughs> I like electricity back to the utility, and I was getting credits for that. So I I got zero. You know, yeah, I, I had bills. But you don't were, you don't have a battery. You don't have the battery. Thing I yet. don't have the battery because um, mine's under a power purchase agreement. I did that because I wanted the um, supplier to be responsible for any issues that might crop up because this these were fairly it was fairly new technology at the time this was, what, I a couple of years it. ago when you did yeah it? and yeah so i was i was concerned with that but i can purchase it usually at fair market value after five years that's part of my contract and that's something i'm actually considering doing is purchasing it outright because i want to have all that power in my disposal right now they get credit for so basically you've got your own little microgrid uh well with, with the exception not really, not really you're not really no. generating that much well, it's not about the amount. It's about you know the grid also includes the infrastructure to supply that power back and forth. So you have to have the electrical wires. You have to have um, the generate. We already talked about generation. Uh, you have to have. And it's slipping my mind the terminology right now, yeah. but you have to have the transformers that can take that from direct current and to put it back into the current. grid and basically turn it back into the grid. In usable power, yeah. Right. Uh, and that's very expensive. For instance, one reason why there's an uptake in microgrids right now, or companies are looking at it more often, is because our aging infrastructure in the United States, most of which was built during the 1950s and 60s, and some estimates are as high as $5 trillion to replace that infrastructure. It's not really all that feasible. You wouldn't be able to – yeah, I don't see how you could possibly replace the electric infrastructure of the country while we're using the electric infrastructure of the country. Right. I mean right. that's the sort of thing that you're going to have to – which is, again, one of the reasons that this fascinated me was the idea that you might be able to to sort of rebuild it. In little bitty pieces, right. you know, whether it's, again, a community or even individually. I mean, as more and more people are going to solar, um, you know, you have more – you may not be completely in, energy independent of the grid. Right. But you're, there's some measure of you're not completely reliant on it. You know, you've got some ability to create electricity if you have to with yeah. solar or whatever. Well, there are different business models, and some of them are private microgrids, and then others are actually utilities are looking into this quite often because they're going to sell it as a service. Want a microgrid? We'll set, set it up, up for you. We'll manage it for you, but you'll still be have more reliable power. Right. And okay. you'll be able to choose clean energy. For well, it's interesting. You know, this, this, this prompts one of the questions that, uh, that I had was you had done a story last week about uh, on solar grids. On yeah, I think we're, you're out. I can still hear you guys. Anyway, uh, there we go. Um, you had done a story last week about solar shingles. Yeah, that this is Tesla again, right? Yeah, they're they're starting to sell them this month. Yeah, and all right. So explain to me what a solar shingle. I think in the past you may have talked about the idea of. Poss- I, was, I was looking into the solar panels, uh, but what's the benefits of a shingle yeah, Mike, instead of a panel? Mike, you want to talk? Yeah, there you go. Yeah. yeah. So what is the benefit of a shingle instead of the panels? You're replacing your entire roof, so you no longer need the standard. You're not punching holes in the roof to put pot, to put the panels on it. You've got shingles. Exactly. It's not a, a stopgap measure. It's it's actually replacing your entire roof. And it's really targeted at new roofs and new construction or replacement roofs and new construction anyways. But yeah, is, it, you, is it cost feasible to replace an existing roof? According to Elon Musk, the CEO of Tesla. Who has is completely objective about this. <laughs> Well, I'm I'm hoping he's probably he's probably done his research. Um, but yes, actually, he says it will cost about the same as a typical asphalt shingle roof to replace. And you know, consider that you could be energy independent after the fact. So uh, they're pitching this obviously as okay, buy the solar roof, buy our battery system, 
and buy our electric car. I was just going to say, and buy a Tesla, because you've, right. you've thought about that, I you know, big spender that. that you want to be, you know, it's like you want a Tesla. Right. And, uh, you know, I'm not so sure. But Definitely looking into those. You, I mean, it's the whole infrastructure, though. So if you've got a, and again, this is a little bit far afield from microgrids, but if you've got a house that has solar shingles on top that are theoretically can last as long as a regular roof and generate electricity while longer, they're there. Longer, actually, yeah. He longer? Says, yeah. 50, okay. I think 50 years. Yeah. 50 years. So that, you know, longer than you'll probably be in whatever house you're in. Right. You're generating electricity. It gets stored in the power battery. You pull up with your Tesla, uh, your Tesla, uh, and uh, no, it could be. And you plug in. Yep. And you're kind of on the grid. I guess if there's a le- extra extra electricity, you'd be selling it into the grid. Yeah, yeah. There are legislation in most states require that the utilities buy back uh, any excess electricity the customers want. Okay. So, so solar shingles, and then uh, you know one of the things that prompted the uh, the question about uh, the microgrid is that there's a company locally here in Massachusetts that uh, is looking to do this. They're in Andover. Yeah, Andover. They're setting up. Schneider Electric is setting up. I think we. Duke Energy is are setting up a, mi- a microgrid, and I'm going to be visiting that on Thursday. They're going to have an opening ceremony, and we're going to talk about uh, the importance of microgrids, where they fit in the current infrastructure. Uh, so I'm looking forward to that. They're using lithium ion lithium ion batteries for storage. Uh, I don't know if it's um, Tesla at this point. Right. Could be. And they're setting it up for the company itself? Yeah. So, again, the model I was just referring to is the service provider model where they set up the microgrid for your corporation yep. uh, or your small town or city. And uh, and you basically pay a set amount for them to manage it. And you get the advantages of choosing the type of energy that you use. Um, and, of course, reliability because um, I just read a report that showed there were over 4,500 power outages in the U.S. in uh, 2015. And that's mainly due to an aging infrastructure that was built back in the 1950s that was supposed to last 50 years and is already over that point. If you have lots of microgrids that are being created around the country, the grid itself, you know, it, it actually would extend the current infrastructure because you're not loading it. Exactly. We're at 100% right now, according to the American Society of Civil Engineers. Our grid system in the United States is at 100% capacity. So imagine like I-5 in California or the Mass Pike in Massachusetts being at 100% back, you know, cars backed up right. one after another. That's what it's like for the power grid right now. It's at 100%. So you have excess power that's not being used. Uh, uh, power, you know, when there's a power outage, it affects an enormous number of people. In fact, the average time for a power outage in 2015 was, I think, 49 minutes. That's, it's not horrible, but that's that's a lot of Well, time that's somebody who's power. offline for five minutes and somebody who's offline for like five hours. Right. Or imagine, like imagine a factory being offline, you know, yeah. the productions. While I, while I can still speak, I'm going to try to uh, turn to Mike and ask him. Uh, Mike had a piece uh, that's near and dear to my heart on Computer World this past weekend about Apple TV. Uh, it's interesting because, you know, Mike and I have been talking about how Apple seems to be in some ways, in some places, kind of falling behind its usual pace of updates. And you did you see that there's some Mac Pro news out finally today that, uh, you know, they've, they've tweaked the current Mac Pro and they've let it be known that there will be a whole new Mac Pro coming out next year, which for Apple, is really unusual for them to be so, you know. It's a stopgap. I mean, they're just clearly, saying, please don't leave us. Please, right. please buy our Mac Pro, and, and and there's something coming next year. That's how I'm looking at it. It's which sad. is interesting. It That's is, not like Apple at all. It's really not, and that just lets you know how far behind that they were. That they well, had it hasn't to, been updated in three years. Well, I mean, even further, <laughs> even even you know, uh, looking beyond that, it's they were just not really prepared. 
Yeah. I mean, they just they didn't have they have nothing. So they literally said, "Okay, we have a couple bits here. Here's uh, and you know something to kind of uh, hold you over until we get the new one, and the new one won't be out until you know at least next year sometime." And that is uh, very very unApple like. It is not something that we are accustomed to seeing, and it's it is uh, God. I don't, I don't even know what to say. Well, no, it, it was surprising because we had been talking about the very – this started because Mike had done a piece this week about Apple TV and the fact that Apple TV has not been updated in 18 months-ish, yeah, late was, 2015. You've got the same time. Apple TV that I do. I've got my Apple TV here. I brought it in. You know, this little thing is like, you know, great, 2015 technology. When is it? April 4th, April 3rd, whatever we are, 2017. Um, and so – what were your, you know, so I'll just, I'll pitch it to you. All right, this is what we got now. What does Apple need to do to get back to relevancy on Apple TV? Well, first of all, 4K. Yeah. We need we need 4K. Yeah. It's just that simple. It's getting to that point where um, everybody, all the new TVs are, are starting to come with it. I mean, uh, 1080p is, is nice and whatnot. But 4K, Again, 2005 called and wants its TV technology that's, back. That's exactly it. So 4K is, is not just coming down the pike. It's here. Yeah. And um, new TVs, that's that's what Apple needs to support to make their Apple TV a lot more competitive. And then I threw out the notion that if you're going to sell it at $150... Which is expensive compared to some of the other options right, out there the now. Right, some of the options are like $30, $40. Yep. You know? I got a Google Chromecast just because it does 4K, right. and it was 59 bucks, something like that. Right. So if Apple's going to insist on a $150 price point for the, for the Apple TVs... Why not make it a gaming system? You already okay. have the App Store. How would that work? I mean, what would there need to be some some sort of Wii like controller or something? Well, or? Right now, you can use your iPhone um, as a, as a controller. You know, you can use the remote control that it ships with as a controller. Yeah. But it's those are again stopgap. I mean, and, and then you know there are third party options, mm -hmm. and I think that's what Apple's banking on the third party options. That you buy this and then you do whatever you need to do to to. Uh, add to it to make it a gaming thing right because again that already has the app store you can already download games but right. i think including gaming hardware uh, as in just a remote control or two i think that'd be the best bet because i mean how how expensive is a little like nintendo nes or even super nes you know well personally they need to do something with this remote i'm not a big fan of these the, the thing with the touch the, i'm always in the dark picking the wrong button and like I interrupting my movie well yeah down. i mean do you have an apple tv uh, lucas I don't. Is that backlit or is it just? It is not really backlit. Big? Yeah, you would think it would be. Yeah. Apple. You know, yeah. backlit. Please would be good in the dark when I'm trying to scroll through my movies. And I mean, it's it's, it's good looking, but it's, yeah, right. if it's not functional. Well, for, but yeah, again, function over form. Yeah. I mean, the form is and great. And even now, you guys are holding it upside down. <laughs> See, because that's, that's that was the intentional. Topic. I planned to do that. Oh, yeah. I did that to illustrate it's, the point. It's you know, there's a there's a few tweaks that Apple needs to make. But like I said, I think if they're going to establish a hundred fifty dollar price point, it might even be logical to include a couple of controllers controllers just to give something developers can uh, just to give hardware that developers can uh, uh, develop apps around yeah. you know, or, or games around you know because it's one thing to develop for third parties configurations yeah but that depends you know that's very much dependent on the different you know button configurations per controller why not give a hard you know why not ship hardware that that's consistent that developers can which gives again, the developers something else that they can play with i play with by meaning the develop for right 
And and again, mm. it's a hundred fifty dollar price point to begin with. I know. So were uh, you going to say something? Well, I, I I don't know if you're going to bring this up, but it's interesting that they're getting into uh, different mar- different areas of uh, television right now, or or OTA over the top, right. over the air, uh, over the air. Uh, yeah, over the cable over cutting, the, basically. Cable cutting. They're, right. they're going to be offering a bundled service, though, aren't they? Or that's They've the been rumor? trying to get something off the ground. See, that's what I wonder if the whole reason we have not seen an Apple TV hardware update is because literally for like the last five years or more, they've been trying to work out deals with broadcasters. And it, it seems like they're almost there, they're almost there, and they're waiting to for that to fall into place before they update the hardware. I don't know why they'd want to do that. But that's the problem. It's like just because your services area is is lacking, yeah. you know, um, uh, doesn't mean you should stop development on everything else. I mean, that doesn't make any sense. Not that again, not that I'm saying that Apple has stopped development on this. It's, I mean, but we haven't, as consumers, we haven't seen any progress. It, it's weird that in early 2017, if you want to buy an Apple TV, you're buying something that was has been out since late 2015 and doesn't do 4K. Right. You know, I forget UHD. I mean, uh, HDR and all the other things that are coming. I mean, the reason I, th- th- this interested me is, you know, I recently got a 4K OLED TV that does HDR and does. It's a smart TV, and I rarely use my Apple TV anymore. I don't need it because it's either built into the TV or I've got the the Google Chromecast, and I can, if I want to cast something that's in 4K. Uh, to my TV, I can do that, and right. I don't want Apple. I don't want to see Apple fall behind, but they they seem to be clearly well, falling behind here. Well, it's not up to us to apologize, and it's not. I'm up not to apologizing us to, for them. I'm annoyed. I, you know, but that's that's exactly it. We're we're annoyed, and this is why we're bringing it up. And this is just not an app. This is the way Apple's been the last few years, but it's not an Apple that I'm accustomed to seeing. No, you know, I'm just. What in particular is is kind of striking you about this? What's happening now with Apple? It's just there's it's. It's like the hard. I, I can't even describe it. I mean, it's they're just not getting their products updated. It doesn't feel on, like on a they're. Basis. Yeah, it doesn't feel like they're operating like a smooth, well-oiled machine. Right. I mean, there used to be a certain rhythm to when you knew you'd be getting a new MacBook Pro. You right. knew the iMacs would be updated. You knew the old Mac Pro would get updates. With I mean, as new chips came along, you'd get an update. You'd yeah, get at an least update. annual updates. But yeah. the only consistent product that receives updates now is the iPhone is the iPhone hmm. which which I understand Apple is right. an uh, is a phone company a smartphone company I mean that's where they get the bulk of their uh, revenues now but um, but I mean if they're gonna play I mean TV this this whole area is still I think ripe for investment and development and and that's the problem you can't apple, do that with two-year-old takes, technology that's the thing apple takes steps you know they take major steps with every with every major product updates right. you know they, they take big steps and then they let that that lead languish right you know what i mean it's just that's just the way i'm that's curious the way. do you think that with the loss of steve jobs their visionary i know he had a plan to go out a certain number of years you know here's my vision for the company please follow that but do you feel like we're already reaching the end point of that? I and think they we have already passed start? that, yeah. Really? Wow. I, they, they, the, I can't remember now which device it was. It might have been one of the last iPads. 
maybe it was the iPad Pro, but it was something where they said this was the last device that was on the drawing boards when Steve was still alive and right. so had some input into it. So I think we have passed that point. What's surprising is that, you know, Tim Cook is well known as being Mr. Supply Chain. Right. But um, try to order an iPhone at 3 o'clock in the morning on the day that they're released and mm. find out that you're going to be waiting eight weeks. Now, I personally have never done that. I know you do. Well, <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah. See you at 3 a.m. in September sometime, yeah. you know. But, uh, and... and you go online or you go to the app store, you're on your phone to try to order this device that you really right. want to give Apple your money. And, uh, you know, and you ordered it 301 instead of three o'clock in the morning right. and delivery time is five weeks out. Right. I mean, you know, now I'm sure there's a huge number of people doing that. I, but I would think Mr. Supply Chain would have a way of predicting how many people are going to want these things and yeah. fill I mean, we know there's a new iPhone coming. It doesn't have to be a secret. You know, they will have already announced it by then. So I, I'm sort of surprised. So that's another part of it. You've got hardware that tends to languish. You've got... Um, you have hardware releases that are still not in stores months after the fact. Right. The AirPods. Yeah. I was trying to buy AirPods to my, for my father's birthday. There are none in stores. There are none mm. online. You are they can't, still not in stores? You can't get any. <laughs> it's it's amazing. That, that, which is surprising. Okay. So. And, and that's the thing. Is it being artificially constrained or is it literally just demand? They cannot keep is, up. Is, this, is it possible this is the new marketing strategy? I know this sounds really uh, weird. Come out with products and don't not, actually not, release them. Not just don't ship Apple, <laughs> but other companies. I mean, Nintendo came out with the uh, the Mini, the AES gaming system. What was it in Christmas? The, uh, the, the, uh, the throwback to the old. Uh, yeah. Nintendo I gaming system. Mean. I can't yeah. remember what it's called, but I literally just escaped. And you know, it would come into like Best Buy and other stores, and they'd have like two hundred of them, and they'd be sold out. There'd be a line a half hour long, uh, first thing in the morning. Oh, I mean, they did that with the like, Wii as well. And yeah, the and, Wii and, and then it's gone, and, yeah. and they have no more, and they still haven't replenished the supply, and you can't buy them. Well, I, I don't. I can't speak for Nintendo. Hell, I can't even speak for Apple. Sure, you can <laughs> but, go uh, for it. We speak for anybody. It, it's it's not it's not a viable. Go to market strategy. No. It's <laughs> you know, remember the Apple. It's inciting demand without actually supplying the supply. Is remember the Apple a pencil? Fascinating. I mean, strategy. the whole point of the iPad Pro was that it had this great Apple pencil, which would be great for developer, uh, for designers and creative types. And when you finally could get an iPad Pro, it was still months before you could reliably find an mm. Apple pencil. Right. Again, supply chain. I mean, e either don't tout it way in advance, or right. or you know wait until it's ready and then push it out there but i agree it's it's a recipe for frustration it's, and it is unlike apple right well because what's fast again airpods they were released for the the christmas quarter <laughs> they were released for, and you still can't find for them. the holidays and it's, it's april. april yeah well maybe by july 4th we'll have it's maybe for version two <laughs> you know what's interesting is uh they, they talk about in in the technology industry you talk about development but then you talk about execution yep and that's right. Typically, where companies fall short is in their execution of a product, of a, of a right. product rollout. And this seems to be what's happening with that. And the execution is not something that we're used to questioning Apple about. Right. Yeah. You always knew the hardware and, and the availability would be there. And then more and more, it doesn't seem that way. Okay. Well, anyway, we need to move on because I do want to talk about you, – you, you have a new drone – as you may know, Mike is Mr. Drone for us, and uh, I think it's uh, this is a DJI. Really, this is a DJI Mavic Pro. Um, I have. Um, I want to hear about this because you've been raving about it online, and I want to know just basically what makes this better than the other five thousand drones that you have. 
Well, you know what? Let me pull out. Let me do a quick size comparison. All right. So we're gonna we're gonna pause for a second while uh, Mike gets out his drones and uh, while Mike pulls out his drones. An off-topic yeah. question: yeah. What do you prefer, Android or iOS? Well, I've got an iPhone. You don't so, want to ask. Yeah, I, <laughs> I, I have an iPhone, so I'm an iOS fan only because I ha- I'm part of the ecosystem. You know. So this is the Phantom. This so was iOS. my this was my number one go to uh, that old thing. This was the Phantom Four. Yeah, uh, it does 4K video, uh, almost a half hour flight. It's very stable. When did you buy that? That's what a year that, and a half old. No, 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 no. This was um, like year? six months ago. Six months ago. All right, six, boy, ago. boy, technology changes fast in drone land. It really does. So That's this was beautiful looking drone too. I love latest it. and greatest. Until you might, you might be selling it, you should keep him in mind. Until this came out. Okay, so this is the Mavic. The DJ. This is DJI as well, right? Yes. Yeah, okay. These are both DJI products. Yep. This was the Phantom, and this is the Mavic. Okay. And the Mavic... What's the big deal with the Mavic? The Mavic is 4K capable, just like the uh, the Phantom, Yeah. but it is an ultra-portable. So, so light, 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 small, light. Absolutely. Small and light and portable. That and, is so cool. And not only that, but it's the, the setup... Is very very simple. I was unconvinced because this has a similar form factor to the Dragonfly that right. I reviewed for Computer World, right. and I got to tell you, this uh, it's a similar design, but this is just so much better implemented. Um, it uses better parts, it uses better components. Okay. Wait, it's my, what's this weight? You know, uh, not off the top of my it's, head. I bet it's not, not a pound. I it's, bet it's maybe it's, a pound and a half. So it is anyway. amazing. The, the size, the portability, it's, it's, it's amazing. Um, not only that, but they've uh, upgraded the uh, – they've included a lot of hardware features like uh, uh, obstacle avoidance. Yep. Um, again, you get the 4K. So it's flying, it sees something, and it knows to move. Right. Uh, it has or a lot of automated uh, – a lot, a lot of really nice automated uh, uh, flight uh, uh, modes. Yep. Apologies for that. Um, there's uh, – you, you can – this is – Selfie drone. I mean, this is this could be a selfie so drone. You, you can, send it in the air, and, and it'll then just follow you along wherever you are, whatever right. you're doing. Right, and then you can have it track you um, through, through many different different ways. Uh, let's see. There's there's a trace mode. There's a profile mode. There's a spotlight mode. So it it doesn't just track you, but there's different uh, variations of 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 how it tracks you. For instance, the uh, the trace mode follows you directly in front or directly behind you. Okay. Uh, profile. It follows alongside of you. Can you make it you? follow other people? Or does it have to yes. Be? Oh, yes. Oh, yes, absolutely. If you, want to stalk, if you wanted to do, like, drone stalking. <laughs> Stop it. That's, that's not what this You've is for. You've never done that. I don't encourage no. this. Okay. That's I don't totally encourage and there are no this. Weapons, no weapon systems available. No, I, I have the, the, the rocket launcher yeah. uh, upgrade okay. coming from Amazon. If you get stuck in traffic, you can fly it out of the car and, like... Oh, absolutely. Duh. Why, how else Why would you, you want it otherwise? Right. So, anyways. Just um, kidding. There's a, there's a tripod mode. Uh, which you send it up in the air, uh, yeah. or you can even fly it indoors. And the tripod, uh, the tripod mode, um, it basically eases off the controls, so you can, you know, jam the stick forward, and it's just going to go slow. Okay. Uh, so it keeps. You it, can't really run. It makes it much harder to run into things. Right. Right. So it's it's it great for in, indoors, or if you're high in the air and you're trying to capture. Um, I've seen tripod mode. Uh, people record the video because it's very smooth. It, it only goes like two miles per hour yeah. in this mode, so it's very smooth, and uh, people speed it up, so it looks like you get a time lapse oh, okay. from the air. Now, have you flown this? I'm guessing. You oh yeah. Oh, yeah. oh yes. And it's and it's. Uh, I mean, is it idiot proof? Is it really easy to? I've flown work? it. What he's asking is, could Lucas and I run one of these? Exactly. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. It's uh, not only that, but the uh, the controller um, is really portable, so you can fly it off from here. Yep. Or. 
good looking. Yeah, or you can, um, or you can attach your smartphone. So, so you have the phone, and then you can see in real time what the drone is seeing while it's flying. Exactly. What's what do these things cost? This goes for about a thousand dollars. Okay. Uh, Which, given the way the prices have been, that sounds like prices are coming down for the features you're getting. Right. Uh, yes. Uh, yes. Because uh, this is um, this is supposed to be the in between model. Because it's okay. not the it's not the Inspire, which mm-hmm. costs over two grand. Okay. Uh, you know, uh, that's the big professional model. Okay. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, the the Phantom Pro is kind of the uh, uh, the prosumer version, yeah. so it's like the in between. What's the white one that you had? Uh, that's the Phantom. Okay. That's the Phantom, and then uh, this is for for people who like the portability aspect of it. Okay. And as great as this is, and as solid as this is, um, I've got this up to like 55 miles per hour. You know, we're getting we get good speeds on here, good stability in windy conditions. Yep. This uh, goes. 40 miles per hour, but mm-hmm. with a good tailwind, I, I had it up to 45, uh, and, and it's super stable as well in the wind. Um, Even though it's not as large as the white one, it's, it's, it'll be fine in a high, in a oh high yeah. breeze? So oh, yes. This is how I envision using this. I, I like to ski. Yeah. So I can do home movies. Oh, you movies could totally do that. It could follow you all the way down. Mountain. I think well, you have to be so careful cool. with terrain. You do have to be careful ah. with terrain, uh, especially uh, – uh, something that shifts like going uphill or downhill. Yeah. There's a mode called terrain hate follow. To have it fly right into somebody. <laughs> <laughs> be one way to take people out of your way as you're know. going down the uh, hill. Snowboarders? The <laughs> there's, <laughs> a, there's, a, there's terrain follow. There's a, a shooting mode that allows you to focus on somebody. And if they're climbing, it actually tracks their climbing. Uh, it doesn't come down automatically. Okay. Uh, and it's not an auto. It's not. You still have to control it, but what it does is it uh, alleviates pressure off the pilot, right. uh, so they can just so you can just focus on on getting the shot instead of worrying about you know trying to keep up with with the person. So there's a lot of really smart software and hardware enhancements to this, and it's uh, very, it's I, I like it. Again, this has supplant, uh, supplanted the Phantom as my go-to. Uh, as my go-to uh, drone. Right. I, I'm just curious, how much was the Phantom? So this was 1,400 when I paid for it. You can get it for far cheaper now because they have the Phantom Four, a Phantom Four Pro, uh-huh. and the Phantom Four Pro has uh, obstacle avoidance sensors on on more sides. So not just the front and under. The Phantom Four Pro has on the uh, the back and the uh, the sides and the back, I believe. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna have to check on that. Uh, this just has the front forward. Uh, sensors and it can also uh, use vision tracking. I believe that's what it's called to um, to uh, see how high it is off the ground and maintain a, a, a level, um, uh, yeah, a level height. Which which one would be more idiot proof? They're Speaking both for because, the idiots of, of America. Uh, because they're using more or less the same software. Mm-hmm. They're um, both going to be about the same, right? Because this this is this is the equivalent of a shrunken down this. Okay. Where the Phantom 4 Pro, which is the latest model, this is the Phantom 4, yeah. but the Phantom 4 Pro has all the advanced sensors and, and whatnot. But this is, is pretty much a shrunken down Phantom 4, not a Phantom 4 Pro. Got it. And slightly cheaper. And, yeah. Right. And it's slightly cheaper. Exactly. I just, I mean, you know, just speaking as one. a layman to uh, drones, you know, I, I, I follow them as far as military. It always that kind of fascinates me, but... It's remarkable. I mean, look at this thing. Right. It's, it's so. That. You wouldn't even need a backpack. Well, that's for the whole that point. Thing. He's it's got that little bitty tiny. backpack. You can take this, it anywhere. This backpack has all of my camera gear in it, including the drone. Wow. Okay. Everything has my, has my GoPros, has my uh, stabilizer mm-hmm. whenever I'm Does this shooting come with video. a camera or do you have to buy a camera? Uh, no, the camera is built it's in. It's inside, right? Yeah. Okay. And, and the picture's just as good as the 4K, the, right? The, actually, some people say the picture's better than, than this one. Oh. Than, than is this it particular, four, this is 4K the video. Four. Yep, it's all Which, 4K. of course, we know you can't play on your Apple TV. 
moving back. Uh, you know, we may just have to get a review of that. Hmm, I have to think about that. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I have pitched this review several times well, I, for the record. I, I'm all ears now. Because this thing is quite amazing. Well, and, and again, not just hardware-wise, but software-wise as well. AD-proof, both of them. A DJI, you can't really go wrong. This is more portable. And mm-hmm. if portability is, is important for you. And one. apparently, it was for me. Because, again, this was my go-to model for mm-hmm. so long. Um, but this, uh, this has supplanted it because it does everything that this does You know, um, at a... At a smaller, yeah, smaller form factor, Small, smaller, more portable form factor. I mean, even just the backpacks. Uh, this is the backpack that has. I think Mike's now trying out for a job with DJI. <laughs> I think oh. he is. He's moved on. And then compared to this, oh. yeah, I kind of like the uh, the portability thing. Yeah. Right. So I mean, this is this is not even you know close. No, that's that's remarkable. Awesome. All right, all right. Don't give it all away because we're going to save some for the review. And uh, but uh, that's that's great. No, I really appreciate it, Mike, because I have been very curious about this. You have been talking about the uh, the Mavic for I don't know how long have you had a couple months. No, uh, this is this is one of those things that they they announced for the, the holidays. Oh, I see. The supply chain finally caught up, and you got one. Oh, no, but I try to get another one because my friend is very interested, and I try to buy one for him, and I can't find them in stores again. This is the same. So this may be the only Mavic uh, in sight. Anytime soon. All right. Well, maybe one of these days it'll be out there. All right. Uh, on that note, uh, Mike, thanks for the update on the Mavic yeah, and no Apple. Lucas, thanks for the update on Energy Tech. Sure. I think it's going to do it. That's a wrap. Go Heels. 